0: Tonight is study number 6 of Genesis chapter 8. And we're going to begin reading in verse 6. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were obeyed, from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand, and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, And the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, so Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. I'll stop reading there. Now as we've been going verse by verse through the Genesis account, and through the historical record of the flood, we've come to the point where the waters have begun to decrease. They reached their high water mark, 15 cubits above the highest mountain. And at 150 days, uh, then the waters were pacified, indicating the wrath of God was appeased. and. They began from that point to go down. Now we saw in the previous verse, in verse 5 of Genesis 8, that the waters decreased continually until the 10th day and the first day of the 10th month. The tops of the mountains were visible. They were seen. And we saw how that relates to the word tops to beginnings of the kingdoms as The waters, once again, are a type and figure of the Word of God, and the Word of God is that which brings judgment. And we we see that in the actual judgment that began on May 21, 2011. Was there a physical earthquake? Has there been any outward, visible, physical destruction of the world? No. Well, how? then can the people of God, God's elect, know and understand that a judgment is occurring through the Bible, through the Bible's declarations, what we learn from the Bible. God has revealed Christ coming in the clouds. The clouds also point to the Bible. Actually, the clouds, according to Numbers 9, the Lord likens to His commandments and the Bible refers to rain that falls from the clouds as doctrine and to the Word of God. And so the rain kept falling. The water of God's wrath covered the earth. The earth was under the deluge of the flood of the Word of God that is declared The wrath of God is upon the inhabitants of the earth. It is judgment day. This is what the Bible has been teaching for quite some time now and will continue to teach until the very end of all things. And and so the water that spiritually covered the whole earth, indicating God's wrath, has... Destroyed sin and the sinner and now the waters are going down and the tops of the mountains are seeing the beginnings of the kingdoms of God, the new heaven, the new earth. And the waters are going to reveal as they continue to be, they will reveal slowly, gradually more and more of the earth that all of the occupants of the ark, Noah, his family, and the animals, will one day be able to experience. They will come out of the ark onto dry ground, and they will again inhabit the earth. But it's a completely new world. All of the sinners, all of the wicked people, are dead and gone. Every animal with the breath of life is dead and gone. Only those coming out of the ark have life, the the breath of life. They will be the only inhabitants of this new earth, or this earth that has been cleansed, this earth that has been purified and, and cleansed and purified through wrath. You see, that's Exactly the picture of the new heaven and new earth. God speaks of creating a new kingdom, a new earth. But in order for the people of God to inherit the earth, the earth must first be changed. And uh, again, in Romans chapter 8, we've looked at this before, but uh, it is... Uh, striking how God speaks of the creation and it's it's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God we read in verse 19 and then it says in verse 21 because the creature or creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of of the children of God, for you know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. The creation is to be delivered. It, it's language of salvation. If you didn't know any better, you would think where God is speaking of groaning and desiring to be delivered, that it's one of his elect but it's actually referring to the creation because God has a plan to transform it just as he transforms the sinner man who's one of his elect. He first transforms the soul, a new born-again soul. Then he transforms the body in the day of resurrection. And likewise, God will transform the earth In the sense, of course, it means he'll utterly destroy this present earth, every bit of it, and then speak again and create. But it's as though, that's how the Bible's looking at it, it is as though this earth has gone through a transformation process like a child of God and has now become a new earth. And that's the... The, the, uh, amazing picture that God is painting here in Genesis 8 as this whole world has been covered by waters that, that are the Word of God and, and, uh, they represent the Word of God and the wrath of God. But now they're going down, going down and a new earth is beginning to take shape. So the people on the ark, the creatures on the ark, representing the creation, those creatures that were not clean, and, and the good animals or the clean animals, also representing God's elect, are waiting to disembark and to step out into a new world. But they must go through this process. The earth is going through a process wherein slowly God is giving the people inside of the ark a look at what is to come piece by piece. And, and again, they, they first saw the tops of the mountains. Well, then it says in verse 6, And it came to pass that, that at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made. And, of course, that would be how they saw the tops of the mountains. How the tops of the mountains were seen. There was a window. And a window can be closed, and yet you can still see out. And the Bible does speak of windows in that way. We, we read of certain individuals looking out a window. Michael, who was married to... David, King David, looked out a window and saw him dancing and and playing before the Lord, and she thought he was making a fool of himself. But she looked out. There's an ability to see out of windows that generally you cannot do with doors. Doors shut, and yes, today we have glass doors and doors with windows, but But uh, typically, that would not have been the case in ancient times. A door would have been fully sealed and you would not be able to look out. But a window, you can look out. And so that was Noah and and I'm sure others, his sons and, and their wives, would have often gone to the window and looked out to see what they could see. What's happening to the world? What's happening to the earth? And and this flood. And for a time they would look out. And they would only see water. They would only see water. Every time they looked out for that first 150 days. But as it said on the first day of the 10th month. In Noah's 600th year. The tops of the mountains were seen. So at that point. They could look out, and yes, water was just about everywhere. But over there, we see the tops of the mountains. And and so that told them the water was beginning to decrease. Well, now, they waited 40 days. It came to pass at the end of 40 days, and we wonder, well... Where does this 40-day period fit into the timeline of the flood? And I think we have to understand it as from the first day of the 10th month. That's what the previous verse said. That's when they saw the tops of the mountains. From that point, they waited 40 days. It cannot cannot be a reference to the 40 days mentioned in Genesis 7 when it rained for 40 days and 40 nights or the flood was upon the earth 40 days this 40 days is a separate different period of time it cannot be that time it it would make no sense for Noah to open the window while the rain was falling it was just coming down in buckets it would not have been a smart thing to open the window during that 40 day period or or even after, as the, the waters were continuing to rise for, for five months. Now, this agrees, it fits in with the previous verse, when they saw the tops of the mountains, then they realized the waters are going down. But let's wait, let's wait, let's be careful. And so they waited for another 40-day period, and again... If we're correct in understanding that they were counting the months by 30-day increments, then from the first day of the tenth month, if you go 40 days, it would be um, maybe the yeah I think the 11th day of the 11th month, and flood began in 17th day of the second month. So it's it's nearing, approaching nine months, from 217 to 1111, just another few days, and it would be nine months. And the number of days so far, we know there was 150 days, followed by 74 days, followed by 40 days. And that would mean the 150 plus 74 is 224, plus 40 is 264 days, Uh, Apparently, at the end of this 40-day mark, when they open the window, and 264 breaks down to 2 times 2 times 2 times 3 times 11. Again, we see the number 2, because all the wicked of the earth are dead. God's focus is on the living, the elect. He's focused on the people, the animals inside the ark, and they are the caretakers of the word of God. God's people are caretakers of the Bible. So 2 is definitely in view, and 3 for the purpose of God, and then 11 which identifies with the first coming of Christ, with the atonement also in that sense. So at this point, after 40 days, and again... We understood that at the very beginning of the flood, it rained 40 days and 40 nights because it was not only a judgment, but a test, a trial of faith. Now, with another reference to another 40-day period, the Lord is helping us understand that the period of trial did not end after the initial 40-day period, but it's continuing. It's continuing, and actually it will continue throughout the entire duration of the prolonged judgment. It it was certainly a trial for the people historically inside the ark, and it's definitely a trial for the people of God at this time living on the earth after the tribulation in the day of judgment. We are being tried and tested. So we see once again uh, another 40-day period. And God says it came to pass at the end of 40 days. So that that's a time clue. Uh, the Lord is giving us a great deal of information concerning the various stages of the flood. And now in the 11th day of the 11th month, after this 40-day period, Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. So Noah finally, and it's been again a long time, 264 days, Since the flood began, since they entered into the ark and and the Lord shut him in and all, all others. And now, for the first time, the ark has an opening. Because it's been completely sealed up. The door's been shut. The window's been shut. And there's no other portals, no other doors, no other windows on the ark just this window and the door, and Noah did not open a door, but he does open the window. Now, some people have, um, I I don't know how much study they've done into it, but they have wondered, and some have said, and I think jumped to a conclusion, uh, a wrong conclusion, and they've said, well, you see, now... There is an opening of the window and they sort of relate that uh, as though it were an opening of the door. And then they say, you see, there's there's another salvation program. Or God is still going to save because Noah opened the window of the ark which he made. And... Well, we'll have to get a better understanding of what that window represents. But just to state right now, the window does identify with the Lord Jesus Christ, just like the door identifies with the Lord Jesus Christ. We know there's a statement in John 10 where Christ says, I am the door. We will not find that kind of statement concerning the window, but when we spend some time searching out the window, we will find that it has identification with Christ. Well, now if, if the window identifies with Christ, then maybe there is something to this idea that the window is open, it, it's after the flood account, after the five months, and maybe, maybe there's some hope for people insofar as salvation once again. And, you know, I personally would like nothing better for there to be some hope, some possibility of salvation, some later um, program or or time or season wherein God intends to save again, even if it were just a little bit for a little while, It would be wonderful, and yet that's not in view. It's not in view. We have to allow the Bible to teach us, and we have to follow what the Bible says. And if there were some little bit of salvation going on, well, we would have to harmonize all kinds of other verses that, that do not allow, that are very dogmatic, very absolute. Um, They will seek death and not find it. Um, Statements such as that, the sun is darkened, the moon does not give its light. And and just all kinds of pictures and figures and and declarations the Bible has made concerning the time of judgment, wherein it, it very consistently... There is harmonization, that there is no more salvation. Um, You'll not hear the voice of the bridegroom, nor the voice of the bride. The light of the candle is out, and, and you can just go on and on with just numerous scriptures that make that kind of declaration regarding Judgment Day, that the door is shut when people start beseeching the Lord and crying, Lord, Lord, open, open the door, let me in. There is no opening. There is no opening. And yes, here in Genesis 8, Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and the window has identification with Christ. But notice that the window is open not so people can come in. We, we don't find anyone coming into the ark through the window. Not even a, another bird that was out there somewhere. Uh, because there are no other birds out there. Uh, there are no other animals out there. There are no other people alive out there that made it in through this open window once Noah opened the window. The window was open and the only activity in or out of that window was the raven and the dove that were protected throughout the flood because they were inside the ark. And now when the windows open, Noah sends them forth. So the raven goes out of the ark. And then the dove goes out of the ark. And again, if you see where some bird or, or some animal or, or anything living whatsoever goes back in that window and finds some kind of refuge in the ark, then maybe we could, um, think about, yes, maybe God has some sort of salvation program. In the time after the tribulation. But there's, there's no one, there's no creature whatsoever going in to the ark through the window. As a matter of fact, remember what the Bible says about that, that is accessing God's heaven or the kingdom of heaven, and that's what the ark represents by going through a window. In Joel chapter 2, It says in verse 9, They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. And you see, um, that goes along with what John chapter 10 says. In John 10, in verse 1, Verily I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. And, you know, that's exactly how it is in the world. When people go to bed, they lock their doors, and yet when someone comes to rob their house, they might find an open window. And and so they quietly lift the window and they sneak into the house through the window because the door is locked. They don't belong in that house. They came in like a thief. And so when we uh, understand what the Bible says uh, concerning entry into the kingdom of heaven or the sheepfold you have to go through the door. And everyone on board the ark entered through the door. All the animals came in through the door. Noah, his wife, Shem, Ham, Japheth, their wives, entered in through the door. Then the door was shut. Well, even, even if there were something living out there, and again, there isn't, but even if there were a living thing and it came back to where the ark was and tried to enter into the ark through the window, well, that's how thieves and robbers enter in. And, and you see, this open window of the ark is not indicating salvation In any way. No one did enter in through the window. And if anyone were to enter in through the window, the Bible doesn't speak well of that. No thieves and robbers enter in through windows. So uh, I know that, that sometimes out of desperation, people can kind of hope in that area because they have family members, they have others. And, and we would want it for anyone at all. We would, we would desire that there be salvation, yet we cannot make the Bible say something it is simply not saying. And the Bible is not saying that there is salvation through Noah's action of opening the window.